0: Hey everybody, welcome to JPD Weekly. Hope you are doing well. So we are just now coming out of a uh, five-part series where we got into the Dead Sea Scrolls and we talked about some of the history of the Essenes and the the Sons of Zadok, Qumran community, all of that. We briefly talked about the calendar, more specifically in that series we concluded it uh, by talking about what the calendar has to say about our time today. Uh, Since that time, I've done some further research, and I wanted to uh, tell you guys some additional information about the calendar. So this is actually the the biblical calendar. This is the calendar that you see used in the Old Testament. Uh, It was discovered in the uh, Qumran caves with the Dead Sea Scrolls. It was recently, very recently put together, uh, reconstructed, and even you know, that process was started in like the 90s. But even since then, uh, there was a lot of things that weren't known until just recently. So we've been able to uh, piece this together a lot more. And it has some really interesting things to say about Bible passages. Uh, th- for example, there's a big controversy today whether we should understand certain Bible passages in light of a 360-day prophetic calendar, because there are some passages that seem to, seem to indicate that. Uh, but the calendar itself is 364 days as we're going to see as we're going to see the 364 day calendar is actually the prophetic calendar that was used in the times of Noah Enoch all these uh, uh, old patriarchs, and uh, we can also find out because there's a theory out there that maybe uh, the flood did something to the earth and knocked it off its axis you know maybe the earth was originally uh, 360 day years but now it's like 365 and a quarter Um, we're actually going to find out that the way that it is now the flood didn't do anything uh, to make it that way it it had always been uh, this way at least since this calendar existed which would have been since day four of creation so so there's some really interesting things. Now, whether you believe it or not, you know, that's up to you, but this is just what the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls say. This is what the Qumran community believed. Uh, and this is likely what the broader Essene. Uh, population in Israel believed. And so we're gonna, we're gonna take a look at that because it's really fascinating. And again, it can really help tie together some of these Bible passages, uh, that can seem kind of confusing. You can actually use this calendar all throughout the Old and most of the New Testament. You can even use it during most of the New Testament. Um, it, it actually explains why the Gospel of John, uh, some of the events seem out of sync with the other three synoptic Gospels. The reason for that is that John is referencing a different calendar. Um, so we're, we're going to get into all that and more because um, coming out of that series, I, I feel like that has given a good background to understand some uh, more advanced things that we'll be talking about. If you missed uh, that series, I would suggest that you go and watch it. You can get the whole thing Uh, at dailyrenegade.com and I even made a version of it that doesn't have any announcements or advertising or anything like that. It's it's just one long video with all the parts, just the information, nothing else. Uh, so that is only at dailyrenegade.com. And uh, you can get it there. You can also get this episode, the rest of this episode, because, you know, we only put about half of the episodes up on YouTube and full episodes of our other shows at dailyrenegade.com. We have uh Five or six different shows, depending when this episode's going to air, because we're just about to add a new show on. Uh, So I think at this point we have six, Um, and we're looking to add some more. So all of that's going to be available there to members only. You can get a membership with a free trial right now, seven days uh, for free, so you can try it before you buy it. But if you like it, you know, please consider supporting this ministry and helping us grow, because we want to get this information out more than anything else. Uh, we are dedicated to the gospel, and and the reason that I believe that the Dead Sea Scrolls are so important is I think that this can actually help uh, some Jewish people get saved. I mean that that's really ultimately what interests me the most in this. Uh, if 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 the Jewish people understand their their history, and a lot of this is just now coming to light, so th- th- this isn't this isn't very well known yet, uh, but we can help spread this information out, if they realize that they don't only tie their heritage back to the Pharisees and Sadducees, that there's actually another group of Essenes uh, and there's another, another Qumran community group, another priesthood uh, that kept the order of Melchizedek um, and that they left behind documents. So you can actually read these documents and get really like solid, very interesting Jewish history in there. Uh, I believe that if, if more Jews were to uh, understand that and, and be be taught this, you know, have access to their own history. I think that this could tie them back to that ancient faith. Uh, because as, we'll talk about this in another video, but the term the way, that was actually an ancient Qumran community word for themselves. They, they, they were calling themselves the way a couple hundred years before Jesus was even born. So our Christianity was, is really, uh, them. I mean, we come from the Essenes. And so, you know, the, the Jewish people have a heritage there, too. And I think that if they, if, if they were uh, allowed to have this information, because unfortunately a lot of the history has been covered up, if they were uh, made aware of it, I, I think that could give them a connection where they could understand, you know, this isn't just crazy Christian stuff. You know, go, go, forget all the Christian stuff for now. This is actual Jewish history. Uh, and and it, it goes back to... Torah times i mean the 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 Qumran community, the sons of Zadok, these are the people that actually held the priesthood that did not fall into uh, the corruption of the Pharisees and Sadducees, and we talked about all that history in that series, but that's that's our real heart here. We want to get this information out and hopefully see some people saved and uh mainly you know to get the information out that the Messiah has come. That if you look at the Essene calendar, the actual true calendar, because you know you can find problems in the Pharisee calendar or the Orthodox Jewish calendar that's being used today, the Hillel 2 calendar, you can find issues there. But if you go back and actually see where it deviated and understand the history of it, there is a preserved calendar that has now been reconstructed, and I believe it's for this time right now. I believe that people are waking up to this, and I believe that God is going to use this in a big way. On that calendar, you can actually see where exactly where the Messiah uh, has come, has died. It was prophesied, again, about a 100 years before um, Jesus was even born. There's a prophecy in 11 Q. Melchizedek that explains exactly how he's going to come, when he's going to come, what he's going to do, and uh, it's it's really interesting stuff. So I think that if more Jewish people know that and can be given that information, I think... um, They can realize that, you know, this... This Christian stuff—it's not—it's not a made-up Christian thing. It's actually a very Jewish thing, uh, and so that, that's why I want to do this. But but in order to get that information out, I think a good way to do that is to understand how the calendar works, so we can uh, lend that some credibility. So we can show that it actually works uh, much better, much more accurately than the um, the Hillel 2 calendar or uh, you, you know the ancient Pharisee lunar uh, calendar. This is a solar calendar that goes all the way back to creation. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about that. So um, again, you can get all of the background information. If you you missed it, you can get the whole series at dailyrenegade.com. So make sure you go there. Uh, And uh, a lot of it's available on YouTube as well. But again, we can't put all of it on YouTube because YouTube deletes our videos and sometimes our entire channels. That's why uh, Daily Renegade exists. Okay, Um, so... The You know, as I mentioned before, the first century Essenes they had a much different calendar than the Pharisees and Sadducees that of their time used. We uh, saw briefly in that um, uh, through through that series uh, that according to the Dead Sea Scrolls and other ancient historical sources. Uh, the Pharisees were using a corrupt, uh, pagan lunar calendar and the priestly sons of Zadok, who became the Qumran community, preserved their original solar calendar that God gave to Adam. And a lot of this history is unknown. Um, and so we don't use it to bash anybody. You know, we don't want to mock anybody or make anybody feel bad or anything. Uh, it, it's just people haven't been taught. And if you haven't been taught, how are you expected to, to know, um, and, and, you know, the Bible makes prov- provisions for that. Actually, all throughout the Dead Sea Scrolls, it it, it it really has a heart for people who are taught wrong. You know, it, it doesn't mock or deride anybody who's been taught wrong. It really has a heart to want to reach people who have uh, uh, inadvertently, unknowingly fallen under false teaching. So that's what we're trying to do here as well, uh, correct some of that false teaching. Um, so this calendar was actually... Uh, given by God to Adam and the uh the Pharisees eventually broke off of the calendar and accepted a corrupt pagan lunar calendar uh, and that's not just us saying that there was actually a prophecy uh to that was said that said that this would occur that was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, So after explaining the calendar itself, the book of Jubilees, which was kept by the sons of uh, Zadok in Qumran, uh, states this, quote, and all the children of Israel will forget and will not find the path of the years and will forget the new moons and seasons and Sabbaths. And they will go wrong as to all the order of the years. For I know and from henceforth will I declare it unto thee. And it is not Of my own devising, for the book lies written before me, and on the heavenly tablets the division of days is ordained, lest they forget the feasts of the covenant and walk according to the feasts of the Gentiles after their error and after their ignorance. For there will be those who will assuredly make observations of the moon, how it disturbs the seasons and comes in from year to year ten days too soon. For this reason the years will come upon them when they will disturb the order and make an abominable day, the day of testimony, and an unclean day, a feast day. And they will confound all the days, the holy with the unclean, and the unclean day with the holy. For they will go wrong as to the months and sabbaths and feasts and jubilees. For this reason I command and testify to thee that thou mayest testify to them. For after thy death, thy children will disturb them, so that they will not make the year 364 days only. And for this reason, they will go wrong as to the new moons and seasons and Sabbaths and festivals, and they will eat all kinds of blood with all kinds of flesh. And this is from, like I mentioned before, this is from the book of Jubilees, and we are in... Uh, chapter 6, and that was verses 34 through 38. So the book of Jubilees tells us that God appointed the calendar and uh, mirrors that of what the book of Genesis teaches. And on the fourth day, he created the sun and the moon and the stars and set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon all the earth and to rule over the day and the night and divide the light from the darkness. And God appointed the sun to be a great sign on the earth for days and for Sabbaths and for months and for feasts and for years and for Sabbaths of years, and for Jubilees, and for all seasons of the years. Okay, And that that matches what Genesis says, which we'll look at in a minute. That is a quote from Jubilees. That's chapter 2, verses 8b through 9. So that mirrors what uh, we know from the book of Genesis. Now, based on this, we learn that the sun was appointed to be a great sign, while no such designation was given to the moon or the stars. This is why the Qumran community thought it was so important to base the calendar on the sun first rather than on the moon first, uh, such as with the calendar of the Pharisees. Um, now, another interesting thing about this is uh, that that Jubilee's passage is it gives us a little more information on how the seasons mentioned in Genesis are broken up. So we learn that there are Sabbaths, which are seven-day periods, uh, feasts, which is most likely Moedim cycles, festival cycles, which we see in uh, Genesis one fourteen. Uh, Sabbaths of years, which is a seven-year period, and Jubilees, which is a fifty-year period, and all of these time periods are involved in understanding the original solar calendar used by the Essenes. Now, what's interesting is there's a debate right now on Jubilees—is it forty-nine years or fifty years? And according to the Dead Sea Scrolls, it is actually fifty years, and we've been able to confirm that. And again, that is just a very recent thing—that uh, just happened maybe a couple of weeks ago. So it, all, all of this stuff is incredibly recent, but it's coming out. Fast. Now, the parallel passage in the book of Genesis doesn't give us as much information about the time periods, but it does tell us quite a bit about the creation of the sun, moon, and stars themselves. So we looked at uh, Jubilees. Let's look at what Genesis has to say. And it says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. That is Genesis 1, 14 through 19 uh, from the NKJV. Now, what's really interesting here is that word for seasons in Genesis 1, 14. That comes from the Hebrew word moed that we just looked at a minute ago. The plural is Moadim. And it means appointed times, such as with festivals. So while Genesis doesn't specifically say festivals like Jubilees does, uh, it's, likely to- it's likely talking about the same thing by using the word seasons uh, you know, translated to English. So we see other uses of that word uh, referring to festivals and passages throughout the Old Testament, such as uh, Exodus 2315, for example. But the Dead Sea Scrolls contained both the books of Genesis and Jubilees. That's why we're talking about both of these books. The uh, Qumran community highly regarded both of them. So we can see the agreement between these two texts have uh, in reference to the importance of God's calendar system. And this helps us understand why something like the use of a different calendar was considered such a great sin by the sons of Zadok, who eventually would break off from the rest of the Jewish population and establish their own community in Qumran. But we also have another short reference to this sin of falling away from the original calendar in a Dead Sea Scroll called Words of Moses. And this shows not only a prophecy but also a direct judgment that comes from violating God's calendar knowingly. Again, there's uh there, there there's more patience given to people who are taught wrong. That was actually a lot of the reason of the Dead Sea Scrolls. They wanted to reach out to people uh who were taught wrong, but the ones who were doing the teaching, the ones who knew this was wrong, uh made a compromise and went with the lunar calendar and then were was knowingly teaching it. Um, as truth when it wasn't truth, that's who gets this judgment. That's what this judgment is for. So in this text, God himself speaks about this... um prophecy and announces his coming judgment. So it says, quote, They will violate all the holy assemblies, the Sabbath of the covenant, the festivals which today I command to be kept. This is why I will strike them with a great blow in the midst of the land for the conquest of which they are going to cross the Jordan there. And when all the curse happen to them and strike them until they die and until they are destroyed, then they will know the truth's been carried out on them. And again, that is words of Moses 8b to 11a. So this corrupt calendar of the Pharisees would eventually become the Hillel II uh, calendar in the middle of the third century, which, again, is what modern Judaism or Orthodox Jews use today. The Essene calendar, it's its different. its uh, It's actually been kind of difficult to pin down and figure out. So a lot of what's been known about it in ancient times had thought to have been lost. Only now to be rediscovered uh at first around the 90s and then a lot more is coming out recently. So one of the uh, very few people that's actually taken the time and care with the Dead Sea Scrolls in an effort to restore the Essene calendar is Dr. Ken Johnson. We've had him on the show before uh and I'm sure we'll have him on again. But what he has turned up in regards to this calendar is nothing short of amazing. Um So the... Let's talk about some of the, the basics here. The the discovery and deciphering of the Essene calendar from de- the Dead Sea Scrolls, still a really new thing, and some of the information that, w- that was not previously published came to light as recently as, uh, well, in, in terms of the jubilees thing that we talked about, the forty-nine or fifty-year jubilee, that was just just recently, a couple of weeks ago. But um, but some of the other uh, other bigger stuff uh, only three and a half years ago, you know, from the time of this video. So, for example, in the winter of twenty seventeen, uh, Jewish scholars. So these are these are Jews. Jewish scholars uh, Eshbal Ratzon and Jonathan Bendov of the Department of Bible Studies at the University of Haifa published. An article in the Journal of Biblical Literature that contained uh, some new revelations about a Dead Sea Scroll that's called uh, 4Q324D. that had never been published before. And what's amazing is this scroll contained information not previously known about the 364 day solar calendar used by the Qumran community. Uh, you know, by that time there was a lot known, but there were still some pieces missing. And so some of those pieces are still coming to light. But this discovery allowed the calendar to be reconstructed and better understood. So through that discovery, it became even more obvious how different the solar calendar found in the Dead Sea Scrolls uh, was from the lunar calendar used by the Pharisees of the same time period. So Ratson and Ben Dove were clearly impressed by this new information. Uh, they wrote in a University of Haifa press release, quote, The lunar calendar which Judaism follows to this day requires a large number of human decisions. People must look at the stars and moon and report on their observations, and someone must be empowered to decide on the new month and the application of leap years. By contrast, The 364-day calendar was perfect, so that's what they said. Uh, The Essene calendar is based on the seven-day week, so Saturday is still the Sabbath, making Sunday the first day, Monday is the second, and so on. The interesting thing, though, is because the sun, moon, and stars are created on the fourth day in the book of Genesis, the Essene calendar has the beginning of every year start on a Wednesday Uh, They didn't view the first day as Wednesday, but rather they understood the beginning of every year to be on the fourth day. Uh, They based this off of their understanding of the days of creation in Genesis 1, 14 through 19 that we quoted earlier. Since the sun, moon, and stars were created for times and seasons on the fourth day, then the fourth day of creation would be the first day of the first year uh, and every year after. So Another way of looking at that is the calendar itself was instituted on the fourth day. Of creation, um, now, what's really interesting is that importance on the fourth day. It continued through even uh, the early church, as evidenced by some of the writings of the church fathers credited with, you know, writing uh, the uh, some of the very first writings on any anything like commentaries. For example, um, the church father credited with writing the first commentary on the book of Revelation, Victorinus of Patau, uh, he wrote quote on the fourth day he made two lights in the heaven the greater and the lesser that the one might rule over the day the other over the night Genesis 116 through 17 the lights of the Sun and moon he placed the rest of the stars in heaven that they might shine upon the earth and by their positions distinguish the seasons and years and months and days and hours now is manifested the reason of the truth why the fourth day is called the Tetris why we fast even to the ninth hour or even to the evening or why there should be a passing over even to the next day. Therefore, this world of ours is composed of four elements, fire, water, heaven, earth. These four elements, therefore, form the quaternion of times or seasons, the sun also, and the moon constitute throughout the space of the year, four seasons of spring, summer, autumn, winter, and these seasons make the quaternion, and to proceed further still from that principle lo, there are four living creatures before God's throne, four gospels, four rivers flowing in paradise, Genesis 2.10, four generations of people from Adam to Noah, from Noah to Abraham, from Abraham to Moses, from Moses to Christ the Lord. The Son of God, and four living creatures a man, a calf, a lion, an eagle, and four rivers the Pisan, the Gihon, the Tigris, and the Euphrates. The man Christ Jesus, the originator of these things whereof we have above spoken, was taken prisoner by wicked hands by a quaternion of soldiers. Therefore, on account of his captivity by a quaternion, on account of the majesty of his works, that the seasons also wholesome to humanity, joyful for the harvest, tranquil for the tempest, may roll on. Therefore, we make the fourth day a station or a supernumerary fast, and that is from on the creation of the world. So the Essene calendar, it's a 364-day year that begins on the spring equinox. Uh, it's also set up that everything comes out the same every year because 364 days means uh, the. The year is exactly 52 weeks with no leftover days because 52 times 7 is 364. So, for example, Passover is always on the 14th of the Hebrew month Nisan, which is always on a Tuesday. Now, by contrast, the Pharisee and even our Gregor- Gregorian calendar is imperfect, and you can't pinpoint down um, to the exact day when a holiday will occur. You know, we could we could know that Christmas is on December 25th, but every year the day itself might change. So Christmas in 98, 1998 was on a Friday. Christmas in 2014 was on a Thursday. So every year is different. But there is a reference to the 364-day year starting on the spring equinox when there's equal amount of day and night in the book of Enoch, which was found among the Dead Sea Scrolls. So this is Enoch 72, or 7232b, which says, And the night is equal to the day, and the year is exactly as to its days 364. Now, leap years on the Essene calendar are handled differently, too. So our Gregorian calendar has 365 days a year uh which usually means that every 4 years we add an extra leap day. Now technically speaking it's not as simple as adding an uh you know an extra day every 4 years there's a more complicated way to figure out leap years on the Gregorian calendar. Uh so for any given year to to qualify as like a leap year it, it, that year has to be divisible by 4 if the year is also divisible by 100 then it's not a leap year but if the year is also uh, is evenly divisible by 400 then it is a leap year, so it's really complicated. And there are online resources to help figure all that out today. Uh, but the modern Jewish calendar has only 354 days per year, meaning once about every three years or so, they have to add a leap month. Uh, the Essene calendar, though, uh, is different. It maintains the Sabbath cycle, meaning when it becomes seven days off, they would add a leap week. And this keeps all of the Sabbaths in sync, which was uh, really important for you know the rituals of priests and things. It wasn't th- this wasn't always thought to be the case though. In his uh, book, The Genesis Calendar from two thousand one, uh, Bruce K. Gardner suggested that a week was added every six years and two weeks added every four eighty four years. Uh, Solomon Zeitlin thought that a Jubilee year was actually a forty nine day period. Uh, add, added every forty nine years, but as you know we we'll, we'll get into in a, in a different video probably, but the Dead Sea Scrolls demonstrated jubilee is actually a fifty year period and actually, if you want more information on that, uh, go to YouTube and type in uh, Ken johnson calendar corrections it 's one of his more recent videos, but in that he goes through jubilees goes through the Dead Sea Scrolls and actually shows uh, that we can determine it was it was a 49 year or a 50 year excuse me it was a, a jubilee was a 50 year period and he was actually able to show too that the book of jubilees we have today the numbering is all messed up because it's been translated through different languages but the dead sea scrolls there's only a couple of fragments that actually have numbers on it but he's been able to compare that with uh genesis with other dead sea scrolls and uh, other things that we have uh, and it comes out it comes out perfect with those but not with the english translation so there's a lot of good information there uh, that you can check out. Now, others have proposed this idea of adding an extra week every seven years and then an extra two weeks every 28 years. Uh, There's other theories as well, but due to more recent discoveries within the scrolls, many of them, have been debunked, many of those ideas. Uh, today, the theory that seems the most plausible is that of a leap week. So Dr. Ken Johnson writes in his book, Ancient Dead Sea Scroll Calendar, quote, the fourth theory is to intercalate a leap week every so many years. This is the only theory left, so it must be the correct one. This would keep the seven-day cycle uninterrupted and keep the seasons in check. Uh, and then in his book he goes through all, all of how to figure it out, and it's it's a really detailed explanation if you're interested in that. Now, there are, of course, a few different theories on how the leap week might actually be utilized practically. Again, all of those are explained in Dr. Ken Johnson's excellent book, The Ancient Dead Sea Scroll Calendar, uh, but for our purposes here, it'll suffice to just understand that the Essene calendar most likely used a leap week system to keep everything coordinated in their calendar, but again, we we have to allow room for uh... room to be wrong you know we we might be wrong on that and if so our current understanding of the calendar might be off by a couple of years or you know who knows uh... but it, it really seems like this is the right way to understand it 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 fits all of the passages it, it fits everything uh... that's discussed when it comes to different timelines and dates that are given so it seems to be correct now, um, at least just based on all the information we have available today, uh, the Essene calendar was thought to, by some, to be based around the idea of a prophetic year of 360 days, such as what, uh, might be used in the books of Daniel and Revelation. Though, as we're gonna see in a little bit in this video, Opinions are that, on that are split, and that's probably not the full story. I've actually come to the opinion now that there, there is no 360 day calendar anywhere in the Bible. And I know that is controversial because a lot of people think that there is. I don't think there is. I think when you actually understand the 364 day calendar, it fits all of those, uh, all of those time systems perfectly. You also have to understand what time times and half a time is. That's not accounting of days. That's accounting of Moedim cycles, uh, uh, so festival to festival. Um, you, given leap week, you know, leap years, things like that, you could have different amounts of days in those, but three and a half, uh, time times, half a time, that, that's a Moedim cycle. So it's from, from you know, wherever you start, let's say you start on Passover, from Passover to Passover, Passover to Passover, Passover to Passover, That that's three Moedim cycles. So it's not exactly three years. And then you would have a, a half uh, cycle there, too. Um, Now, to compensate for the fact that an actual earth year is longer than 360 literal days, uh, the Essenes added four extra days called tecufas. So it's not a 360-day prophetic calendar like, like, like is usually taught. Um, it's not that, but it's based on that idea. It just doesn't work with the cycle of the earth. So there are four extra days called tacufas, which means a period, turn, or cycle in Hebrew. So tacufas were actually previously known about from the Talmud, but their use in the solar calendar found in Qumran was not fully understood until just a couple years ago. It was like late 2017. Uh, a tacufa was always on the two solstices and equinoxes of every year. So these These were days considered outside of the calendar. So while the new year would technically begin on the spring equinox called Tukufa Nisan, which is on a Tuesday, that day isn't considered the first calendar day of the year. And Tukufas are more like place markers or dividers of the four seasons. This is why the first day of the year is actually the day after Tukufa Nisan, uh, which would be uh, Wednesday. And actually, if you want to look at how this works, you can go online, go to dsscalendar.org. Dr. Ken Johnson's put an online uh Essene Dead Sea Scroll calendar, and he's pieced all this together, and he's he's made it work online, and it's totally free, so you can go check that out, so you can see how this works. Uh, but the Essene calendar has 12 months of 30 days each, and then every season, you know, spring, summer, winter, and fall, every season is 90 days long. So a Takufa day splits each 90-day season from the following one. So as Ratson and Ben Dove write, uh, quote the takufa formula describes the point of transition between seasons the end of the third month of every season followed by the beginning of the next season if you remember in our series we talked about how between ages there's like a Jubilee um, blending there's like a Jubilee where one one age is ending and the next one is beginning and they're they're kind of intersected they kind of blend together That. Is that also takes place in these Takufas? The Takufa is like the blending, it's like the end of one season, but also the beginning of another. Uh, it's like that relay race thing, the, the, the transition period that we talked about. Um, so, if you again, you can look at the, the series uh, for that. But so that that's also in their, their calendar. Now, every year there is a Takufa Nisan, which is the spring equinox followed by a 90-day period, then a Tekufa Temuz which is a sol- summer solstice, followed by another 90-day period, then there's a uh, Tekufa Tishrei, which is the fall equinox, followed by a third 90-day period. Then lastly, there's a Tekufa Tevet, which is the winter solstice, and that's followed by the final 90-day period before the start of the next year. Um, and again, to help visualize that calendar, you can check out Dr. Ken Johnson, uh, what, what he's made, the, the digital version of the Dead Sea Scroll calendar, available online as a free resource. Um, so why not a three hundred and sixty day calendar you know why not have that because and, and why does it really seem like in genesis especially with the flood we're actually gonna look at the flood all of the dates and show how it only works on a three sixty four day calendar it does not work on a three hundred and sixty day calendar we're gonna we're gonna show all of that but um... we're gonna do that in the members only section so that gives you enough uh... to understand some more points about the calendar, but to really get how this plays into scripture, head on over to dailyrenegade.com and get a membership. You can get a free trial for seven days. And if you like it, then uh, go ahead and help support the ministry help us spread this message by supporting us and get a uh, get a membership it is only ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year i suggest getting the hundred dollars a year because it's cheaper that way you actually get two months for free and you only have to pay for it once and you don't have to pay for it for a whole other year you don't even have to think about it so uh that is definitely the better deal i suggest you you do that if you can um and you'll you'll see not only Peck Report, but we have many other shows. We have hundreds, probably thousands, by this point, of videos that aren't available anywhere else, and we're adding to them frequently. You also get early access to all of our videos. So for uh, Sharpening Reports, uh, Christian Marauder, Christian Contrarian, uh, Detox Babylon, you know all of these shows, uh, you get early access weeks in advance. Um, You also get access to some free documentaries that aren't available for free anywhere else. But as a member, uh, you get to screen these in the comfort of your own home before anybody else gets to. Uh, And I'm even putting together some additional documentaries. So if you liked Silent Cry, I'm doing some uh, online documentaries specifically for Daily Renegade and not for anything else. So uh, if you want access to all of that and a lot more uh please consider getting a membership uh we we want to fix some of the the minor bugs in the website by the way some people have said when they cl- when they try to log in it just stays on that screen give it a second it will go it will log you in cuz i know on mine when i when i log in i hit i click log in and then it looks like it's not doing anything it's the browser <laughs> so if you're using uh it's it's not great on safari so i would suggest trying firefox or chrome um and again it's a browser problem it's not really on our there's not a whole lot we can do about it on our end but we will try to do what we can we also want to develop an app for all of that so members will be able to watch the videos right on their phone or tv uh they just log in and then they can just have the videos, and so they don't have to deal with the computer or deal with the website on their phone so we're gonna we, we want to do all that but it's extremely costly and um we have to get some memberships. So, uh, so again, head on over to dailyrenegade.com if you believe in this ministry and what we're doing. Um, help support us, uh, and that would be that would be great. Um, also, some people have uh, asked me where they can donate for my son Nathan, uh, who's who's going through leukemia. He's also going through all of these uh, mental health issues. It, it's been a nightmare. Um, I have a, a PayPal link that you can find in the description below. It's paypal.me slash Um And I also have a cash app if you prefer that. Uh, it's at, uh, I think it's like the dollar sign, Josh Scott Peck. Uh, so you, you can donate there. Pa- PayPal's the easiest way. If you'd rather send a check or money order, it is um, P.O. Box 396, Crane, Missouri, 65633. You can uh, mail it there. Um, or you can mail it directly to the the SkyWatch TV PO box that they have listed at SkyWatchTV.com, and somebody will somebody will give it to me. Uh, so if you'd rather do that, you can do it that way. Uh, or if you want to put cash in a card or something, however you want to do it. But people have been asking, so that is the best way to help right now. We're we're at we're at a point where he needs a certain medication that is $500 a month, or or close to it, and we we cannot afford that. Uh, clearly, so we're looking at other options. The doctor is working to see if there's um, a- another medication that our insurance might cover. But he has at least three mental health issues now. Um, it, it's it's all a nightmare. I will, I'll, I'll do I'll do a video on it or something and explain more when when we know more. But right now, there's not a whole lot that we know. And also, uh, we're by the time you're watching this, we probably have already had our baby Anya. So, uh, but at the time of this recording, we're like days away from that. I have also just recently been diagnosed with spinal stenosis of the thoracic region, which the way that it was explained to me, it's basically um, my the middle of my spine is like disintegrating. It's like a degenerative arthritis kind of thing, um, and that that's a whole other nightmare that might require surgery down the line. And so it's kind of been one thing after another. But what that tells me is. We must be doing something right. Every time I've, I'm involved in some kind of really hard-hitting research, some, something that's going to make a, a big waves um, for the cause of Christianity, for the causes of Christ, I always get attacked like this. Um, and the the last one was, well, I shouldn't say I always get attacked because it's it's my family and, and friends and, and people. But the last one was Silent Cry, uh, which obviously did did a lot of good but um this one must if if i'm right the one the, the things that i'm in, involved in now having to do with these dead sea scrolls it, it it must be a bigger threat to the enemy because i have never been Hit as hard as I'm being hit now. So please keep me in prayer. Uh, keep me in prayer for for wisdom, protection, health, all that good stuff. Same with my family. You know, my wife and our five kids. Keep us all in prayer. Nathan especially needs it. If you're if you're only gonna pray for one of us, pray for him. Um, but that would be greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, so uh, I'll leave it there for non-members. Uh, members, hang on the line. We got a lot more to talk about, and uh, I'm really excited because a lot of this is brand new uh research that I'm about to get into I know some of that was review uh before but we're what we're about to get into brand new like literally I discovered some of this stuff two or three days ago so I'm excited to tell you about it um and I'll get a little bit more into what I'm working on I want to save that for members only though I don't I don't trust just any stranger online who who can click on this video and, and who knows what they'll do with the information. So we're going to save that for members only. Okay, so if you are not a member, thank you so much for watching. Please consider getting a membership. Uh, members, hang on the line. Everybody else, thank you so much. Love you all. Till next time, take care and God bless.